back to Fold in the Cheese. It's your boy K-Troll on the mic today, and I am joined by Ethan Gelfan, who is apparently one of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Look at you, Peter Quill. Yes. Peter Quill wannabe. It's funny, literally threw this together because of a conversation we were having about five minutes ago, and I was yep. like, you know what? That sounds great. It's uh, funny because I... we had the conversation about the movie, and then you parlay that into halloween costumes and then it was like oh i have this for this costume <laughs> it's like i'm Legend. i'm peter quill now and i'm sold and i'm in so yes uh so yes you're watching the third guardians with your son how's that going yeah you know <laughs> um so far so good except we got to a point and there's some spoilers in here folks spoiler alert <laughs> we got to a point where um some fuzzy friends were shot and uh, my son the empath was devastated by that. <laughs> and I look over and I'm like, oh no. And I look over and he's legitimately crying and very shaken by this. And I was like, yes. oh shit. So um we had to stop the movie and uh we will I then I called you of course and was like okay what else do I need to know here because yeah. if we're gonna finish this movie I need to know what I'm in for and it sounds like that was probably the worst part at least for the kind of trauma that my kids would be dealing with. They don't care about people getting blown up or right. you know, fight scenes and all that Monster kind of stuff. stuff like that. It's more that, you know, a helpless animal is attacked that, um, that, that really bothered my son. So, well, real quick, 30 seconds of nerding out. So it's interesting. So in this movie, again, spoiler warning, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, the bad guy is called this guy called the high evolutionary who just does all these experiments on animals and stuff to try and find like the perfect creature or whatever. And it's so funny. There have been so many, you know, villains in, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But for whatever reason, everyone is calling this the most hated one because he does these like mean experiments on animals and stuff like that. There's been like villains who have destroyed billions of people, murdered countless lives. But this guy is messing with animals. So everyone hates him the most. <laughs> like the Dude, most. Did you ever watch villain. that documentary on Don't Fuck with Cats? Did you ever watch that documentary? I have not. No. It is freaking wild. It is wild. And animal people, there are more of them than there are people people. I would just say that. <laughs> Fair. So, Fair. Yes. Well, speaking of cat people, how are we not going to talk about the NFL and Taylor Swift right now? Her and the rumors of Travis Kelsey. Also wild. Okay. So for a lot of reasons. Number one, I'm like, this chick is so far out of his league. I don't understand. But... Um, <laughs> At the same time, he is like a Hall of Fame, one of the best tight ends of all time. I oh, get yeah. that. But um, it just was weird. I mean, he shot a shot. He said he wanted to meet her backstage or he wanted to meet her at one of her concerts. He brought a bracelet, friendship bracelet with his phone number on it. He wanted to give it to her. She didn't meet anybody or didn't meet him, at least. He got a little butthurt about it. He invited her to Arrowhead. I guess she's in between her tour. She's in like kind of a hiatus in her tour right now for a couple months. And so she actually went. And she went to the game and, and went up in the suite with his mom. And like, right. I mean, the video footage is really funny of her just really having a good time up there. But um, yeah, I, th the best part is, so this is what I found really funny. So my wife, because she took my daughter to Taylor Swift. Yeah. She's now like a, a full blown Swifty. Okay. Oh, so cool. she's all in on it. And so now her entire feed on all the social platforms is Taylor Swift stuff. Right. And so and my feed is NFL stuff. <laughs> and so like now we're both getting the same feed you know so i mean all the travis and taylor stuff she's getting all the travis and taylor stuff uh, so that's been kind of funny but the best I mean, thing i've seen so far is this theory that they snuck her out of the suite in a giant popcorn basically like a um it's not like a freezer but it's like where they would where they would host like all the extra popcorn kernels that are unpopped or whatever like when they're when they're going like to service a, all the popcorn machines box on got this big like wheeling 
like metal box. And everyone's like, I think Taylor was in that box. <laughs> There's the box. Uh, wow. Uh, what I loved is the stats that have come out about Travis Kelsey since, you know, the game footage. He's now one of the top five selling jerseys in the NFL. He gained 300,000 followers overnight just because of the Taylor Swift. And uh, there was something else, but it's just astounding that the Taylor Swift effect. And I love, I've been seeing these kind of not viral videos, but videos online of where uh, people's wives are talking to their husbands. Like, I'm so happy for this, this Travis Kelsey guy. Cause Taylor Swift is really giving him his shot. You know, he's, he's not really well known. They're putting Travis Kelsey on the map. now, so good for Taylor, you know, just to give this guy a chance. It's like, he's one of the faces of the, the husband's just getting so pissed off. It's like he's yeah. the face of the NFL. Everyone knows he was big time before her. It's like, no good. That's so nice of Taylor to give this no-name a shot. Give a no-name person a chance. Yeah. Well, he did have his own reality TV show, which I know nothing about other than I think it was a complete joke. Like, I think it was a total flop. And I kind of think he may have come off a little douchey. But I mean, he is douchey. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, he is douchey. But, I mean, I, I, I will tell you this. So, I was trying to describe because Jamie was asking me. She's like, okay, so, like, what's his reputation in the league? Like, she wants to know, like, you know, what what – she's trying to figure out what era this is for Taylor, right? She's like, okay, why would she go after this guy? Like what, what era does this fit into? And she settled on, this is like her fun era, I guess, which maybe they think means it's not going to last very long. I don't know. But I was kind of like, you know, he's, he's like kind of like a ham. Like he, he's an incredibly talented player, but he's always having fun and he's always kind of lighthearted. He seems like the guy who doesn't work out and doesn't study film and just shows up and Mahomes makes him look amazing. But he also is like a freak athlete on his own. So yeah, I don't know, but he, but he's also like, he's kind of douchey. I mean, he's just, he's kind of just that personality is like a little, it's, it's a little, it's one part cocky. It's one part like, um, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but he's also got his podcast with his brother. brother. Um, so I don't know. It was, it's hard to pinpoint. He reminds me a lot of Gronk, honestly. Well, I was going to say he's kind of very similar in that fashion. I feel like Gronk was way more, uh, what's the word where he just, incredulous i guess and i feel like kelsey's a little more if this is possible a little more reserved in that sense but it's growing so like you have no idea what the heck he's gonna do and whereas kelsey yeah. like yeah he's a he's a wild character but a little more structured a little, a little more predictable but yes, yes i i think they're both like big time yellow guys they're both like having fun out there i would love to be a, talented. a party with gronk kelsey and george kittle i feel like that would be so yeah, that that would be wild that would be wild <laughs> Uh, so yes. Okay. So enough, enough of the Swifty talk. It's, it's crazy. I'm sure it'll die down at some point, but, um, where are you by the way? Okay. So this is a big reveal. So today I'm wearing my Maddie ice Jersey. Okay. Yes. I am, uh, I am doing this in honor of the jets needing to get a new quarterback <laughs> and I'm just going to wear the, the Jersey of any quarterback that, uh, they They're bargain right shopping. Now. Is that what the jets are doing? This behind me. This is the specific target where I saw Matt Ryan. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is the one. The exact okay. Target. This is the exact target in Buckhead in Atlanta. And uh, what I find interesting and what I love about this target is this guy. Have you ever seen a double decker target before? I was just about to say when you revealed it was target, I was like, whoa, I've never seen a target have a second floor and they have yeah. an escalator for your cart. Escalator for your cart, which I think is freaking genius hey, wait, go to the it. side again there's some dude waving at you hey who's that guy <laughs> who's that guy that's matt ryan that's matt ryan hey guys 
it looks like more like Michael Sarah, maybe. But um, yeah. So I was okay. looking for a picture. I was looking for a picture of like the inside of this target. <laughs> and then I get all this stuff like someone burned it down in January. <laughs> Some art. There's like an arson ring going around in Atlanta right now where they're burning down targets and Walmarts and they're stealing stuff. Once the fire is set and there's like a hysteria, they steal stuff. It's like classic Atlanta, honestly. Say, that is Atlanta. Okay. That is Atlanta, but um, very unfortunate. But it has reopened. I guess they've. They've renovated it, whatever. But um, this, I always like this. I always like this target because the escalators. That was always cool. To have to that work. is fair. I mean, I I was studying. I was like, I, the the red neon makes me think of a target, and that. But then yeah. I saw the escalator. I'm like, no, nah, that's not a target. It's two levels. So well played. Yeah, well, you push your little cart. You push it through these little doors that open up, and then all of a sudden, it's got its own little escalator. And you're like, hey, what up? I'll meet you up there. <laughs> I'll meet you up there, man. All right. Great. Appreciate the help. <laughs> there we are. I'm I'm here with my friend Matt Ryan. Yes. Uh, who's uh, should be in your backyard with Drew Brees and I forget who else is showing up now. It's it's a full you got a full backyard yeah. barbecue going. So we had a full barbecue, and so I told him, "Hey, let's go meet back at the old spot." <laughs> the, old, the old Target, but oh, we can't. It's just an empty, burned out lot. It's, it's back open, man. It's ready to rock. Oh, it's back open. Good. Ready to rock. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Uh, so week three, man, down. Uh, you know, obviously Kelsey news big. How'd your fantasy team do this week? His team did not do well this week. Uh, I'm still on the struggle bus. I'm having so I'm in so many different leagues. I'm in like five different leagues right now. So it's oh, a mixed bag. so big time. It's just hard to keep track of all my kids <laughs> here. Ugh. I've got former NFL quarterback league that I'm in with Matt and Drew. I've got, <laughs> um, you know, all these different leagues. No, but so in our main league that we talk about on here, yeah. at least my team is just like shitting the bed and yeah. I've got injuries galore, which are killing me. Like Austin Eckler has been week to week for the last three weeks, two weeks. Christian Watson hasn't played yet. And, and like, I didn't know when I drafted him the that day before the, so we wait, we, our draft is the day before the NFL season starts. Okay. Because we don't want to, we want to know what all the injuries are ahead of time. Right. I had no idea. I think he injured it like that day or the next day or Friday. I don't know, but he injured his hamstring and he has not played yet. He's killing right. me. So I'm to throw in these scrubs and Jahan Dotson is not doing anything. Sam, Sam Howell is the freaking worst. As I said, Overreaction was not an overreaction. He does not belong in the NFL. I've said it all along. Four interceptions for that dude. I have. I've said it since college. This guy will never make it in the pros. Well, he made it to the pros. No, he made it to the pros because he was a very very good college quarterback. Yes. So who did you start instead of Anthony Richardson? Because he was going to be your guy, but he's now concussed. So who'd you go with? Yeah. So I got lucky on this one. Um, First off, this is kind of funny. So I was playing against Drader, our good friend Drader. And uh, see, so you're rocking the banana hammer shirt currently. And so our good friend Drader texts the two of us after he has tried to pick up like three or four quarterbacks and drop <laughs> yes. them. And he's like, oh, I didn't realize that if you pick them up and drop them the same day, they don't go back on waivers. Go waivers. They just go back to free agency. And so like I'm helping him strategize. Like, here's how you do it. If you're trying to screw your opponent, like wait until like Friday, pick them up and then drop them Saturday or what I think you have to hold them overnight or whatever. And then I look and it's like, wait, I'm his opponent. He's trying to screw me. He's like, wait, I don't have a quarterback. Crap. <laughs> I don't have a quarterback. So I went immediately. And instead of and this is, this is what's really chapping my ass today. Instead of tank Dell, who I picked up last week and was going to hang on to, I ended up having to drop him to pick up CJ Stroud because I needed a quarterback this week. Mm-hmm. Glad I got CJ Stroud. He had a great week. He did very upset that I had to drop Tank Dell because he went off again, and now I can't get him because the number one waiver priority, Curtis, went and got him, and uh, now I'm pissed. Yeah, that so is there's a whole thing going on here. All right, but very, uh, very. 
Josh Jacobs is not doing shit. Um, Josh Kelly screwed me for the second week in a row. I just dropped him. I don't care if he plays every game this year. I don't care if Austin Eckler is done for the year. I will not start Josh Kelly anymore. Okay. Zach Moss has been on my bench for two weeks, blowing up. I'm going to start yeah. him. It's just been it's been a dumpster fire. Yeah. I'm not done. I'm not out. It's only three You're not weeks. Out by any I, means. I will be fine, but you are not out. I'm frustrated. Means. Yeah, and on the flip side, so as we talked, like I was two and zero, but I was a not confident two and zero. It was one of those like I shouldn't be here, but I was. And then of course I'm playing Aaron. And who does Aaron have every year? Keenan Allen. Yep. And Keenan Allen goes off for the highest score of anybody this entire season. He decides to throw for a 50-yard touchdown. He decides to catch 18 balls in a full PPR. Just the catches alone is a day for is a great day for him. He yeah. goes over 200 yards. A man got 48 points out of Keenan Allen. If Keenan Allen had just had a good day of like 22 points, I would have won. But nope. He decides to go off for 48. Like my team didn't do poorly. It did fine. Uh, I I just could not match Keenan Allen. You know, Josh Allen was fine. Stefan Diggs was good. Um, and I just had like the the one thing that's hurting me now is not having Aaron Jones, similar to Christian Watson. I granted I had him at least for one week, but yeah. Aaron Jones is having this nagging injury that I he's still questionable. And what worries me now is that he plays Thursday night. So that's even yeah. less time. And he was limited. They didn't practice Monday, he was limited yesterday. I hope to God he's in full pads or something today. Um, so that's, Here's what I got to tell you, man. I don't think he or Watson are going to play this week, and here's I why. I don't think so. If it's a short Green, week. It's a short week, and Green Bay is like historically conservative with their injuries. That's just one of the things that I didn't really take into account with these guys. But like, if they get dinged up, they let them fully heal, which in the medical community <laughs> yeah. is like great, and for the players is great. But for fantasy, it sucks. If your guy's out, like he's not coming back until he's totally ready. And so Christian Watson's like, I plan to be there, but – Right. It's not his call, and I don't think he's going to play. So the one bright, quote-unquote, bright spot I have is that I get Alvin Kamara back from suspension, <laughs> So, yeah. which is good because Jamal Williams is down. He's on the IR already. So we know Kamara is going to be the guy. The question is just what is he going to provide? Derek Carr is questionable coming into the game. so I think he's going to miss this week, I think. I which think is crappy because I don't like Winston and Kamara. You know, just for whatever reason, Winston Kamara have not been a good fit. When it was not granted the Drew Brees, he was awesome with Kamara. I I was happy with Derek Carr. I thought that was going to be a better connection. I don't just a a better vibe. And of course, now Carr is going to be out probably. So I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that Aaron Jones comes back and maybe Kamara goes to the bench. I don't know, but I'm I'm happy to have him back. But it's just unfortunate that it's probably going to be with Jameis. Yeah, uh, that's fair. That's all fair. Um, what do you think Kamara's going to do this year? Like, do you think he's still got juice? Do you think he's? I, I know he's we'll find out this week, right? But here's the thing: he's, you know, in his prime, he's getting you anywhere from twenty to twenty-six points, which was spectacular. I think those days are done. If I get twelve to sixteen points, I'm okay with that because right now, you know, I have a question mark in Jerome Ford, who was had a solid week last week for me. I think he got me about fourteen, fifteen points. So if Kamara can get me that consistently, because that's my thing. It's all about consistency. I hate it when a guy goes for 31 week and then eight the next week. I was like, oh, just average it out. Just get me that every week. I'll take less as long as it's the same each time. So my biggest thing is I just want consistency from him. If it's 13 to 16 points, I'm happy with that. That's fine. That's fine. 
Yeah. Um, back to my woes. I just wanted to steal my. <laughs> Let's go back to me. Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler. So other problem I've got with him is they're on a buy next week. So they have an early, early buy. And so That's like, good. what's the chance of him coming back this week? And then them going to the buy, like they'd probably just rather let him rest. In which case I would have lost him for five weeks. It's just, it's brutal. But yeah, so, I, but in that, same, in that same vein, I, it was, I meant to take a hot take last week where I was going to say, if the chargers end up going, zero and three, Brandon Staley will be out of a job. That was going to be my hot take. I, I forgot to say it. So they, they snuck out a win. So it kind of went back to the Bengals with Joe Burrow, you know? So it's like, is he going to play Monday night? Is he not, you know, do the Bengals risk going, zero and three, if he doesn't play. And so that was honestly one of the biggest reasons he did is because it's like, I couldn't risk us going 0-3, so that's why I came out and played. Granted, he didn't play great again. He still hobbled, but he knew he gave them a better chance to at least win this game. So going back to Austin Eckler, is this the same thing? So they have week four coming up. Do they sit him? You know, because they got that one win in the bank, right? And then do they sit him so hopefully he gets fully healthy in those next two weeks so then they can make that rest of the year push? Or do you go for that second win? So the problem, I think the problem is twofold. One, you're in the same division as the Chiefs. So like you can't, you can't afford, you can't afford to go one and three, one and four. Like that's just, you're never going to catch them like that. Number two, then you start looking at wild card scenarios. Who else is good in the AFC, right? The AFC North looks competitive. Um, there's a chance you're going to end up with a couple teams out of that division that are um, going for uh, AFC East, you're going to get two with the, the East. You're going to get two. You're going to get Miami and Buffalo at least. And maybe new England sneaks in like they usually do. Like you never know. So I don't know. I, I think the AFC is too competitive in that regard. Like I think you've just got to try and win. However, you got to remember Eckler was looking for a new contract at the beginning of the year and yeah. didn't get it. And so what's his motivation so, right now? You know? I was going to say, so what, if you had to make a gut play right now is Austin Eckler playing? No, no. Okay. My gut says he's not going to play. And I'll tell yeah. you, there's a couple reasons for that. One, again, they've got the bye next week, so I think it makes sense for him to rest it and then get an extra week of rest. Unfortunately, two, it does. two, every week that Josh Kelly plays strengthens his argument for a new contract. That's so, true. I mean, he's like, see what I mean? See what I mean? Look at this guy. Did you so see? Saying, so he's, and I, and I hate to say this word, he's doing a selfish play in that sense. So he's like, hey, look what happens when I'm not in there. Is that so? That's and it, and I I, and, and I don't want to use it as, as a selfish play, but in terms of a contract and how shitty it is for running backs in this world. Yes. But you, ha- you have to. So I, I think that's I think, about. Yep. I think both those things play equally, which is like, I know I'll be healthier if I wait another week because I get an extra one. And this is going great for me. I mean, <laughs> You're yeah, seeing, I don't have any better option. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's, that's my gut. That's a so gut. Leading, leading into that. You're assuming Eckler's out. You already dropped Josh Kelly. Who are kind of your targets that you you have promise for or who you're, you're thinking this is kind of who you want to go for? So first I want to say, back to your point about Keenan Allen blowing up, there were a bunch of people that went ham this week. And so I think a lot of people are going to have those stories of, I went up against Raheem Mostert or Devon Chan or whatever. Anybody like on the Dolphins. If you went up against anyone on the Dolphins, you're screwed. Right? <laughs> yes, there were people that got absolutely murdered because of these, these big weeks, right? So the waiver wire looked something like this, and they're – I think we wanted to take a minute and just highlight some of these emerging stars in the NFL and talk about, hey, do we think this is sustainable or not? Um, Devon Achan is a is a perfect example. So he has I'm like very a, upset that it's not a chain. It I, used to be a chain, and then he finally, after four years of college football and now had his breakout game in the NFL, he's now decided to tell everyone, no, it's actually a chan, <laughs> uh, which sounds like eight chan to me, which is not a good connotation, but 
Um, anyway, that's that old message board where all the Nazis hang out. Oh. Um, okay. Yeah. So anyway, Devon HN is a is a freaking he's a he's a stud. He's super quick. He fits the system extremely well. The Dolphins went out and traded up in their draft to get him in the third round. Like they really really love the guy. I think there was a lot of buzz about him preseason. He just hadn't gotten a lot of reps. Right. And then you saw in this game like exactly what what could be right now. Mostert, you know, I've always been a fan of Mostert. He just can't stay healthy, but like, he's also a stud running back. But like you saw, I mean, when this offense is clicking correctly, the lanes are there. If you're fast enough to just hit the hole and go, I mean, this guy could be an absolute monster. So I think he's going to be in timeshare all all year with Mostert. Uh, Mostert will get injured at some point. And maybe this is poor research on my part, but Jeff Wilson, I know he's on the IR right now, but he's not done for the year. Is he, is he coming back? So what I'd heard was, when it initially happened, they said, we hope he can come back this year, <laughs> which sounded like he may not. And right. then I think more recently, you've heard some conflicting reports, which are kind of like he's eligible to return after next week. And right, four weeks. Uh, we, we hope that he'll be able to get practicing. So there's no telling. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, he's not taking this dude's place. No, not after what he just did. No. Uh, it's it's funny how you said like hit the holes and like you're gone. Did you see that picture that was kind of blown up on online or on X where uh, it was either Mostert or HN where he was, you know, 30 yards down the field and you see literally seven Broncos players just on the ground, <laughs> just either because of a missed tackle or a pancake block or something. It's like, this sums up the Broncos season. This is the Broncos. wake behind this running back right now. Yeah. Layers of Broncos on the ground. Yeah. Um, that's what it looked. Like. I mean, that was that was insane. That was insane. I've I've never seen seventy points scored. I've never seen a fifty point blowout like that. Is yeah. And the crazy part is they were driving at the end. They literally just said, "Here, just just take the ball. <laughs> we're we're not going to score again." Because I guess the record is seventy three points. Uh, yeah. And so one, they could have easily gotten it. They were definitely in field goal range, and they were driving. They just stopped. I think they were just kneeling it, and they just gave it back. <laughs> yeah, that was that was unreal. Um. But anyway, so that's that's like one one star that I think has got potential to stick this season. You're not going to have that kind of a game every week, obviously. I think he's going to be close to 50-50 with Mostert. And then um, if there's an injury, look out. Let me – uh, Yeah, sorry, go ahead with Tank. And then I got a, another wide receiver question for you. Okay, so Tank Dell, we talked about him with my ad drop fiasco with the quarterback problem. <laughs> if Anthony Richardson hadn't got concussed, I wouldn't – I would have Tank Dell on my roster right now. So maybe I'm salty about that. But um, anyway, I think this dude's for real too. So like there was a lot of buzz about CJ Stroud saying, I want him. Like he, he told the front office or whatever, like, that's my guy, like go get him. Um, they've got a great connection. He's, I think he's become the number one receiver in that offense. Honestly, I think he's overtaken Nico Collins. Robert Woods isn't even playing. Nico's been playing pretty well. I thought it would be Nico one. It would tank two. Uh, yeah. But- nope. Definitely not. And he's smaller. So you weren't sure he could do it, but. Maybe it's kind of like Amon Ra or, you know, uh, even like Devontae Smith, like one of those guys where like it doesn't really seem to matter anymore size in the NFL. Like it does for, for receivers, it doesn't seem to matter anymore. Well, so Tyree Kill, I mean, if you're fast enough, shit. Yeah. If you're fast enough and can run the right routes, like you'll get open. And as long as you can take the contact, you'll be fine. So he's a monster. Um, I like the dude. I, I try to get him in every league that I'm in and failed in most of them. But um, I think he's got like legit potential. Yeah, and I, and I feel like always when it's on a, a shitty team like the Texans, you kind of forget about those players. But think about a Brandon Cooks of a couple of years ago when he's on the Texans. Again, it's not a sexy name. It's not a sexy look. But consistency, he's going to get you always 14 points. 
And I feel like it's going to be the same thing with potentially with, with tank that, you know, it's not the sexy look, but especially with a rookie quarterback, if he has his guy, I always talk about it with a young quarterback and a tight end. Yeah. Maybe this is his tight end. That's his safety valve. This is the person he's going to be looking to. So that's a, a perfect combination. Again, not sexy pick at all, but one that can win you one win for you. Yep. I agree. And I think you're going to make a comparison to this next guy. Go ahead. Uh, I don't think I am. I think I'm going a little off script here. So obviously with the Chargers situation, Mike Williams going down once again. Unfortunately, I had him in my neighborhood league. Um, Obviously, there's Josh Palmer, but I want to talk about Quentin Johnson. He was a young gun, obviously, in this year's draft. A lot of hype around him. I know I took him in our dynasty league because I saw big things for him and I knew one of either Keenan Allen or Mike Williams is going to get hurt. Yep. What do you think of Quentin? Is it going to be Palmer or Quentin? I think we talk about both these guys, but I think short term is Josh Palmer because he knows the system better and he's performed better. And Quentin Johnson's had drop issues and he doesn't seem like he's quite NFL ready yet. I agree with you though. Pre-draft, it was like one of these guys is going to get hurt and he's a great fill-in for either of the outside guys. Um, Palmer is like kind of uninspiring, honestly, like, I look back at his game log from last year and there were like five weeks in the middle of the season, I guess when Keenan was hurt when he was playing and he was getting like eight to 12 targets every game, which was insane. And a couple of those games, like one of them, he went for like 108 yards and two touchdowns and he went off. He was a wide receiver three, but the other ones, it was very uninspiring. It was very, you know, maybe he has eight catches for 68 yards. Maybe he has four catches on 10 targets, you know, for 45 yards. Not not totally sold on him. I think if you need a receiver now, he's your guy. And I almost put in a waiver claim. Did you see his touchdown against the Vikings? I mean, total all him. Totally all him bouncing off some other players' hands. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I think I I was excited about him last year, and it just wasn't totally impressed like I wanted to be. And so I'm kind of in the same boat this year where I'm like, if you need somebody now, I think it'll be rock solid for the next couple weeks. If Quentin Johnson – can get his stuff together, I think he'll take over that job and they want him to because they, right. they put the first round draft capital on the guy. Well, I, I picked up Palmer in both uh, our league and my neighborhood league, especially because I had Mike Williams in my neighborhood league. So I was like, well, yeah. just give me Josh Palmer because I couldn't get A-chan uh, based on my, my waiver priority. So I went with Palmer. Were you uh, surprised that Palmer fell to you in the I waiver was. priority? Yeah, Actually. I was a little like, I, I think the guy who had number one took Tank. The guy yeah. who had number two didn't, I think he took Brock Purdy actually, which I was really surprised by. And that left me with my second choice, who I had Josh Palmer, and then I I cut him because I was like, you know what, I just don't, I don't yeah, feel great starting him over my guys, and I don't think long term he's really going to help me. I went with a high upside guy instead, who I want to talk about here in a minute. All right, bring him up. Who you got? Well, I'll just talk about him now. So there you go. I went with Josh Downs and uh, of the Colts, and he had a he had yeah. a nice a real nice week with Gardner Minshew this week. But I went back and looked at his game log too, and his snaps have been going up each week. His targets have been going up. You know, he's been getting four-plus targets every game so far. He is a rookie. Um, who was it? Reggie Wayne said he was, like, the best receiver in the like draft that. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. <laughs> that counts a lot for me, actually. That personally impacts my decision-making. <laughs> Very, I, don't know. I think I think he could be something. Again, maybe he's the Tank Dell to Anthony Richardson. You know, maybe they build chemistry, and all of a sudden uh, he's taken over. I don't think Alec Pierce is going to get much traction there. No. And I think Michael Pittman has been the safety valve so far, which is good. But um, Josh Downs is a chain mover. I read some stat about, uh, or I heard a stat, I guess, about yards of separation. And he's he leads the Colts, at least, in yards of per, of separation per route run. So, like, as far as getting open goes, he's right. getting open with, like, he's getting, like, three yards of separation. So, 
he's getting open, which means it's just a matter of time, I think, before he and Richardson can click. I'm hopeful that he turns into something pretty solid for me. So, and I know you, we talked about this, you a couple of years ago would have this problem of, of depth and that you might have too many guys on your bench that you don't know who to start. Are you having the same situation right now? I am because of the injuries and stuff. Like I'm the, the difficulty in deciding who to start is because the guys I want to start aren't available for me. Yeah. So if, if everyone on my team was healthy, I know exactly who I would start. I think I'd feel pretty good about it. Um, like jobs obviously would not even be in your conversation. Um, but for right now he is. Downs, you mean? Yeah. Excuse me. So I was thinking of Josh Dobbs. On Josh Dobbs and Cardinals. Yeah, his first <laughs> one. So yeah, I would start. I would start. Obviously, Devontae Smith. I would start Christian Watson. Please God. And I would start <laughs> Hollywood Brown. Honestly, um, would be my yeah, third receiver. Been I would start Josh Jacobs if he was worth a shit. I would start Austin Eckler if he was healthy. And then in my flex, I've got options, you know. But I would probably go with um, uh, Zach Moss, I guess. Okay. Because he's been so good, you know, but I'd probably yeah. go Zach Moss. Um, but then I could consider someone like Jahan Dotson, who's been disappointing. I could consider um, Josh Downs. I don't know. Okay. But I, I feel I feel like I know who my lineup would be. You know, it's just I need I need them all to be healthy at the same time. In 30 seconds or less, are you worried about Josh Jacobs? And are you going to try and unload him? I am trying to unload him and I am worried about him. Um, he has an incredible schedule coming up. And so I'm I keep thinking. I'm going to get that boom week here. And then it's going to kind of set things off. He's it's all green on Yahoo for the next like eight weeks legitimately. So I'm like someone either he's got to have that big game and someone's going to jump on him or someone's going to see the potential and jump on him. I am trying to, I'm trying to offload him though. Uh, dare I ask uh, what's one trade you've proposed with him? I'm trying two for ones because again, I've got depth. And so right. I'm trying two for ones with like him and Hollywood Brown, maybe to upgrade at running back. Um, Who are we talking trying to get? I mean, I could. I, I've actually. I've tried for Jamar Chase. I've tried to a receiver. I've tried to get. I've, I've tried to parlay them into a, a high end receiver. I would look at like Tony Pollard would be amazing. Um, I'm I'm hoping to capitalize on the name value of of Jacobs with that. But um, yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to upgrade. Okay, fair. Uh, anti shout out to Hazer for rejecting my trade. Um, he had to talk to his neighbor, uh, and his neighbor said no. So Hazer- <laughs> his neighbor. His neighbor, a friend of the podcast, said no. Um, so I was not pleased. If I remember correctly, shout out to where is it? Jack Tomey. Remember old uh, old Jack, Jack Tomey? Tomey? Yeah, Jack Tomey's the one that told him not to do it. Jack Tomey rejected my trade. So uh, yes, I actually love Jack. Jack knows more than Hazer does, and probably he does. running Hazer's team. I mean, right I'm now. not I'm not mad at Hazer for going to Jack to 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 double check, but I am mad at Jack, unfortunately. If but Jack is listening, him. I apologize for the cursing today. It's been <laughs> a little egregious. And Jack's mom, I'm especially sorry to her. Yes. Um, but Jack is like the kid from the league. Remember the kid in the league who was like sitting on the swings and they're trying to, they're like the Oracle or whatever they called him. And they're trying that. to figure out how to like convince him to run their help run their team. I think Ruxin had him for a while and then someone stole him. Maybe Andre stole him. I feel like I want to rewatch the league. One for nostalgia of the big name players of the time. Like it was when LaDainian Tomlinson was going number one. Yeah, and Antonio like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Adrian so, Peterson. Yep. I did. Might deserve a rewatch, but all right. So who you got this week? Who are you playing? Couldn't tell you, honestly. <laughs> Cause again, you got too many leagues. You're like, who am I playing this week? I'm, I'm on to Cincinnati. I'm on to Cincinnati. Fair. And so I will look it up real quick. I'm playing, uh, I'm playing Aaron, uncle Nate. Oh, so oh, great. I'm, you're I'm already get... projected. I'm projected no. to lose by 12 already. So you're going to get the Keenan <laughs> Allen week where he has five points. So screw you. Great. Yeah. Great hopefully. Uh, I'm playing plan. show me your TDs. Oh, your Ricky. Oh, Ricky. 
right, so yeah, on. maybe. And the the hilarious thing right now is um, he is starting one Geno Smith. So, oh, um, that is a mind play right there. That is a mind play. He's getting in your dome, messing with me right now. So, Ricky, I'm on to you, but you're already in there. You're you're carving out some real estate. But all right, man. Well, you're gonna get off the schneid. I feel it. Uh, I feel like it's probably gonna be this week because Uncle Nate is just gonna. I feel like Aaron's just gonna have a letdown week because he used all his amazingness against me. He but, would have to. He would have to be a huge letdown. Uh, so week four coming up. Let's go for both big weeks. Um, so until next time, keep on folding. Folding.